information discussed on this show is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content is for general informational purposes only. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think and feel and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. And this show is no exception. We've got two great guests. They work together, Bill McKenna and Liz Larson. They developed what's called the Cogno Movement uh, System. It's an exercise system. It creates powerful, positive outcomes for its users, like more energy, more creativity, better focus, ability. It's used for a wide range of problems that people experience daily, including cravings, habits, cycling through patterns, stress relationships. It has to do with kind of a rewiring of the connections between the body and the mind and nervous system. And interestingly enough, and as complicated as that may sound, one of the core tools in the Cogno movement system is using a customized soccer ball. So we're going to get into that in a little bit with Bill McKenna, who developed the system, and his working partner, Liz Larson. I think you're really going to enjoy our conversation. So what else is going on out there? Well, we're into 2022. We're off to a flying start. I'm out here in Southern California. And one thing I've noticed is that, and I feel bad, and I feel bad for everybody because there's so much tension and stress out there. And I even notice, even in laid-back Southern California, that people are a little bit more edgier now. Uh, they haven't been this way since right around election time, but I noticed there's a real tension in the air and a lot of people are getting triggered. I noticed it on the highways or even just on the streets where you'll be riding along and somebody will cut you off like 30 feet before the red light. And it's like, why, why would somebody do that? Or people blasting down the highway in the 90s and swerving in and out of lanes. I see it more and more and you really have to be a defensive driver out here. People drive pretty good, but... Um, it's very different than driving on the East Coast. But the point is that I'm sensing that there's a lot of tension in the air and people are uh, at their wits end with everything that's going on out there. And I just want to share my bit of advice, and that is to be careful out there. Folks, don't allow yourself to get triggered. You know, I was meditating yesterday and kind of got a little bit of a download and I was told, hey, don't take everything so seriously don't be so hard on yourself. Life is for living. Life is about finding the joy. Things are tough right now, but you have a lot to be thankful for and a lot of great things coming up ahead. And so I keep it in mind, doing my very best to, to listen to others and not get triggered. And, you know, we all make mistakes. I, I do all the time. And uh, I just think it's a good idea for all of us to do our best in terms of empathy and making sure that we are listening to our fellow citizens and neighbors and that we're not just digging in our heels on whatever our opinions are, but remaining open-minded. Because I think with everything going on out there, I think it's a very fluid situation and people are starting to demand 
more answers based on data. And hopefully some of that is going to come out and we'll get a better sense of has to what's happening out there with our healthcare situation and the health situation and the mandates and everything else. It's, uh, it's tough on people because uh, we all thought that we were done with it and now it comes roaring back uh, in the fall and now in the winter and who knows what's next, but it always seems like there's something else coming down the pike with this thing. So hang in there. Don't allow yourself to get triggered and I think we'll get through it. So Guys Guys Radio, as I mentioned, my very special guests are Bill McKenna and Liz Larson. We're going to talk about their Cogno movement system. I have worked with Bill since I moved out to San Diego. We got connected and we've become friends. And whenever I'm having a chat with Bill or I go over to his place and have a coffee, he'll listen to what I'm saying and then he'll start working on me just because he's such a generous spirit and a great guy. And he's really helped me and he's used a lot of the protocols of the Cogno movement system and it's really helped me. So I'm happy to bring him back on the show uh, to talk about how the system works and we're going to get into it from a 30,000 foot level. What is Cogno movement? What are the benefits? How does it work? And how you folks out there can use it and learn more about it. So that's my objective here. As you know, on Guys Guys Radio, I look for the best guests who have new information, new ideas, new concepts that they share to help us live our best lives. And you can determine on your own, hey, that's for me, or hey, that sounded interesting, but I don't think I need that. But that's, that's your call. My job is I'm going to bring you the information that I think may help you. So much of it has helped me. We're rounding the turn towards our 500th show in a couple of weeks, and I've had over 600 guests, so I've interviewed thought leaders and really cool people from a whole bunch of different areas of life, and I'm going to do more and more and more. We've got some great shows coming up that you're going to have a blast with. I think you'll learn some good stuff today, so why don't we get it on right now and bring our guests on. Thanks. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, the interview portion of our show, which I get to talk to some really cool people, and we get to learn a lot of things together, and I've got two great guests together. They are the brain trust of the Cogno movement, movement, if you will, and they're really fantastic people, uh, Bill McKenna and Liz Larson. Let me start out by saying, imagine if you could raise the consciousness of the planet by deploying the highest level tools for clearing old patterns and creating lasting change. That's what we're gonna talk about today. Cogno movement is a cognitive movement exercise system designed for quick and powerful changes in chronic problems and patterns. Bill McKenna founded, my friend founded Cogno movement in 2017 while experimenting with ways to minimize pain for clients after he noticed the people who were seeing, he was seeing were suffering he wanted to offer them relief and discovered that if he could activate the brain while focusing on the body, he could create real lasting change. And he came up with the idea of using a soccer ball as an instrument in this, and his wife, Michelle, sewed the first prototype Cogno ball. And just like that, the Cogno movement journey began. Liz and Bill were creating the secrets of the master's seminars when Cogno movement was born, Liz created the language for this new system and found ways to train others. She added her own tools to the system while working with her clients. And soon Cogno movement began its quantum expansion. Liz wrote the first Cogno movement protocols for practitioners for the launch in San Diego, California. Today, Bill and Liz are creating miracles every day 
with Cognum Movement practitioners around the world. They also host New Lives Perspectives on UK Health Radio every week. And I'm proud to say that Bill is not only a teacher for me, he's a friend and he's worked on me and I've had amazing results. So I am a huge advocate of the Cognum Movement. And uh, Liz has been wonderful also with me and their whole team and the practitioners are out there are really um, spiritually generous. And it's one of the things I really like about Bill, Liz, and the whole team. They, they really want to help. And I'm it's so proud and pleased to welcome them to Guys Guys Radio. Welcome, Bill and Liz. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thank well, you. All right. And that's our show. <laughs> I've just provided a kind of a general 30,000-foot overview of the work you guys do together with Cogno Movement. But for the benefit of the audience, would be helpful to hear about what Cogno Movement actually is, how it works, and what the benefits are from, from both of you. Go ahead, Bill, you go first. Oh, well, um, the Cogno Movement system is a way that you can approach a problem from a completely different perspective. When you focus on the feeling that you have uh, about anything, Let's say it's a problem uh, with your boss, with your wife or husband or child or parent, whatever the thing might be. And you begin to move your body in ways that it's not used to, right? Uh, we found that we can process an issue, meaning uh, create a situation where you get emotional amnesia. Uh, you don't feel it anymore on top of getting new perspectives, new realizations, understanding the lesson that was brought to you with this relationship. And we have found a way to access kind of the hidden information that is in your subconscious or in your actual expressed in your physical body and your neurology, we found a way to access those truths. And with that, you get just very fast growth and um, you're free uh, is the best way I can describe it. So Liz, why don't you uh, uh, tell us your perspective on this? You know, my perspective is it changes uh, minute by minute when you ask me about it. Cognitive movement is such a dy dynamic modality. And I have to say that the, the way I describe it now is just changing the way that your nervous system talks to itself. So what Bill and I really discovered early on is that really nothing happens in your mind that doesn't have a corresponding feeling in the body first. And then scientifically, we found out it's proven that the body has a feeling and then the mind makes up what to think about it. So what we do with cognitive movement is we basically change the way the body feels. And then the mind just goes along. We've incorporated this conversation really with the, with the nervous system and the body's natural ability to change it. We know that changing the eye movement changes the part of your brain that receives the message. So it will change the perspective of that feeling in the body. We know that the body takes on funny 
injuries in the nervous system that sometimes make zero sense, absolutely nonsensical, but change the way your whole life is. We found that through these natural processes that the body has, movements, eye movements, meridians, that we can change that conversation so quickly that even a person's core belief, their worldview, can be changed in minutes. And I think the funniest thing I found was early on in sessions, people would say one of two things. Is this real life? (laughs) At the end, because they would feel so different. And the second thing would be, I feel like a different person. And this is really the real discovery. You are. Your nervous system chooses your perspective and even the parameters of your whole life. And if you can shift it, when you can shift it quickly, life changes and all your perspectives change. So today, that's my answer. What is cognitive movement? So you're saying that you change the way the body feels by working on the nervous system? Or is it vice? So it's not you change the way your your brain works by doing things with the body yeah it's actually both okay so we're focused on the body because we realize that the things that logical mind thinks are side effects of the nervous system which bill is so famous for saying expresses itself through feeling or sensation in the body so it's not just uh emotion it's literal pain We have one of our famous stories that we tell of a person who the way the body was expressing this situation was a pinprick on the bottom of her foot. Now, the worldview was that she was unlovable, even by God. I mean, can you imagine? So this pinprick, it felt like somebody was poking her in the foot with a a, a needle. We focused specifically on that uh, sensation because I didn't know even what it was about at the moment, only she did. All I knew is that she was, her body was expressing this very specific sensation, physical. So where we found the love of God part was in an eye movement combined with this pinprick. And all of a sudden she said, oh my God. And I'm thinking, what? You know, cause I'm on the outside. This is all happening inside She was experiencing seeing herself as a 10-year-old girl on the streets of Russia and a school bus or a a city bus going by. And her arch nemesis was in that window of that bus. And the girl gave her a shoulder like, you know, oh, who are you? Or the kid might have been constipated. We don't know. (laughs) But the person I, you know, my my, my client, who's now a practitioner, by the way, um, you know, her little 10-year-old body thought, That girl thinks I'm less than her. She felt worthless in that moment. And we know that that nervous system setup had to do with everything, her brain development in that moment, maybe what her mom said before she left the house, the weather that day. But it installed in her nervous system. I'm not worthy, not even of the love of God. And it expressed itself in a pinprick at the bottom of her foot. Did she come to you, Liz, saying, I have a pinprick? feeling in the bottom of my foot. I don't know what that is. Or I have this feeling that I'm not loved or like when the person came to you, what did they, what did they say? You know, that's interesting. Cause this was part of a session, uh, a, a, a seminar. Um, 
in that moment, what she was working on is just a bit of frustration that she wasn't achieving a specific um, goal in her work. So at that moment in time, that was the topic. And so our question is, well, where's your body expressing that? What do you feel right now? A pinprick on the bottom of the foot. Okay. During the session, we discovered it's a, a glitch in the eyes. And that's one thing we look at. And that glitch in the eyes com combined with that pinprick on the bottom of the foot revealed this very core perspective that she wasn't lovable, not even by God. Oh, here's the part that is so amazing. All of a sudden, that, that sensation on the bottom of the foot released with this realization of what where that feeling came from. And she looked like somebody turned on a thousand watt light inside her body. <laughs> and she had, I feel it. I, I feel it. You, you know, she just all of a sudden felt what it would feel like to be feel, uh, loved by people, her family, her mom, okay. and possibly God. But the, the point is, it manifested in a pinprick on the bottom of her foot. That's what we we're focused on. You know, folks, I first discovered Bill on uh, seeing him interviewed on Gaia TV, and I was so impressed with his healing practices and his user-friendly rewiring protocols, and again, his generosity of spirit, that I wanted to have on the show. And we're both in San Diego. So Bill has graciously worked with me to help me clear my own personal blockages on a number of occasions using a variety of techniques. So I'm hoping we can discuss more of those, uh, including, of course, what Liz just had to say. But let's first start with the, the soccer ball, because Bill had this idea and he decided to use a soccer ball to deploy that. And I've worked with Bill and the ball, which has uh, patches of different colors on it. Bill, tell us why the, why the ball? How do you come up with this as an instrument? How does it work? And when is it deployed? For those of you watching on YouTube, Bill's got the ball in his hand right now. I just had uh, an idea. I had worked with a lot of people and I had studied a lot of um, different modalities, uh, a very long list, and in process of helping people over a decade with whatever problem they kind of walked in the door with. I had thousands, which, uh, which was a big learning process for me of what was working, what was not working. One of the, one of the topics that, I, that, that was of great interest to me is how the brain worked, your neurology, and uh, all things related to processing issues. And I, I was thinking one day, well, uh, I knew your right brain, uh, it sees three-dimensional objects in time and space. And the left brain uh, sees colors and symbols. So uh, I, I knew I knew that. And I, I also knew that any time uh, from other things I had studied, any time we move your physical body from one side of the center line to the other side of the center line, we move information across the lobes of the brain. Now, the left side of your brain uh, is the part that you have stress. It's the logic part of your brain. The right side of the brain is that creative side of the brain. It doesn't feel stress. You know, they, there's some wonderful, if you have a chance, uh, uh, not to divert, but uh, there's a TEDx talk. It's called... Um, uh, uh, God, I forget the name of it, but basically it's where the woman's left side of her brain died during, she was a neurologist 
and the, the uh, it's called a stroke of insight. She had a stroke in the left side of the brain. Now you can see that, uh, look it up, stroke of insight on, uh, on TEDx, which illustrates this, but uh, moving information. So when we're in stress or have a problem, left brain function. So moving information across to the other lobe of the brain and, and um, it just kind of grew from there. Uh, where we, where Liz had added all of these wonderful techniques to further access other side parts of the brain. Like for example, uh, when your eyes are down, uh, they access the kinesthetic or the feeling part of you. And when the eyes are level, they access the auditory function. And when the eyes are up, they access kind of the visual. And, and with each one of these, there is the, the logic and the creative, right? So, so we began to experiment with this and how to not only move information with these different movements, cogno, which is the focus, and then movement, right? We, had, we started experimenting with different ways to do that and, and incorporating more like uh, your meridians in your body and how to, how to stimulate a release through those at the same time. Ultimately, what, what happened is that uh, we were able to kind of solve problems that no one else could solve. You know, the, what I would call the really difficult problems. Has anybody in, um, in the past been working uh, in, in this area? I know one of the things we worked on together, Bill, was something that's kind of in the EMDR area where uh, using horizontal and vertical lines where you're looking up and down, but for cognitive movement overall and using the soccer ball, has, when you were studying and developing this, was anything out there from the past that use that you use as a spring off point? Oh well, yeah. I mean, um, EMDR was a spring off point. I, I probably had over a thousand sessions uh, helping people, but that was that that was uh, one one of the springboards. But there were so many others and the information would then just continue to come liz you want you were going to comment on this oh i uh, just uh you know kind of the differences where where emdr what, what, what is for our audience what is emdr go ahead bill so um uh eye movement desensitization and reprogramming it is a uh, moving your eyes from left to right while focused on an issue okay. so uh it is the beauty of it is that it has a a lot of research a lot of scientific research and it's utilized for ptsd or other other issues uh, to help people to uh, desensitize them uh, to the the traumas. Okay. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Liz. Go ahead. Oh no, that's okay. That was a good answer, Bill. So we actually, you know, EMDR is one aspect, and we kind of get asked that a lot because there's the left and right eye movement. Um, but cognitive movement is actually a conglomeration of many, many, many things that already work on their own. And 
when Bill and I were building this, it was really important to us that each individual thing that we do could recreate what's called a brain remap. And with cognitive movement, it's more like a neuro remap, meaning you're changing the pattern of the electromagnetic hormonal signals in between the brain and the body. So we added things in my background is as a master neurolinguistic programming practitioner with a focus on brain remapping. So we added pieces of that that we already knew worked, combining it with things that look similar to EMDR. Um, you know, sometimes we even use things that look like tapping, but combined they create this powerful way to change the body. And more than anything, to turn off the fight or flight system, which we know gobbles huge amounts of energy. So that's where we really look at. And then there's one more piece that I don't think Bill mentioned about the ball. We activate immediately all the learning centers of the body, auditory, visual, and kinesthetic. And the ball's a big one of those because it's complex geometric symbol color, right? So that's that that left side of the brain, touch and shape. So kinesthetic. Then we use a lot of language tools. So we tell the body, hey body, we're gonna learn a new way of being. So because of that, cognitive movement can be used for not just trauma, which is often what EMDR is used for, but for kids taking tests for learning. For people, you know, going and doing speaking engagements who are terrified. We had a story about that this week um, for relationship for, and then also, also for trauma. Okay. And it's very, very good at physical, changing the physical pain as well. Like a, um, a Formula F1 drivers, uh, they need uh, really to have a good response times in between stimulus. And they need not only a quick response time, but they need to make the correct decision, right? When you're going at 200 plus miles per hour. So this is the, this is the type of technology that is utilized to create super performance. All right, Guys Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny. My special guests are the founder and the leaders of the Cogno movement, Bill McKenna, Liz Larson. Liz, you touched on a magic word, uh, relationships, and we're not really referring to romantic relationships per se, but really relationships between people. So how does cognitive movement, how can it impact that? I know Bill and I did a lot of work, and maybe we can get into that as we get a little further, but what is the kind of foundation of how uh, you can work on re interpersonal relationships using cognitive movement? Because there's the ball, but the ball isn't the only tool. Yeah, so this is one of my favorite topics. I think they're all my favorite. This is one of my real favorite. So how cognitive movement looks at relationship is, is really based on the idea of a calibrated loop. What a calibrated loop is, is I do this, so you do that. Well, because you do that, then I do this. And we go round and round. So if you think about relationships, if you've known somebody more than 10 minutes, this is really important. This is how we build whatever rapport we're going to have, you know, because if I do this, I can kind of trust that you're going to do that. And if you do that, then you can kind of trust that I'm going to do this. So pretty good system until we get into one that we don't like. So 
when I do this, it irritates the hell out of you. And so you do that. Well, I'm going to react to that. Round and round and round we go. So with cognitive movement, we change the neurological reaction in one person because that's what it is. We realize, but we're not even talking to each other half the time. We're talking to each other's neurology. They're having a conversation. And that goes back to before birth, how your neurology is set up, right? So you may say something that seems completely benign or even lovely to you. And the other person is instantly irritated or hurt or offended. Well, that's because their nervous system is reacting, not their logical mind. A question? Go ahead, you're ask a question. question. Yeah. yeah. Is that based on uh, the words or tone or a combination? It is based on everything. It's so, we are so subtle. It's based on the way you're standing. It may be based on the fact that your mustache looks like my Uncle Freddie, and I didn't like my Uncle Freddie. It can be based on the way you smell. I, I know people that I've met and I think, I really like them. I shouldn't like them, but they smell amazing, <laughs> right? Or the opposite is true. So it's based on a lot of things. So our nervous systems are set up and are so complex to read all these things. So how is it useful? If you're having a problem with someone, there is a very specific physical sensation that goes with that problem with that person. We change one of the people, get their nervous system to where they feel neutral or better about the situation of the person. Now there's no more calibrated loop. The next time you're in vicinity of that person, your nervous system's at neutral. There's no, you do this, so I do that. Amazingly, the other person feels it so profoundly that their change does well. I and mean, we have story after story. I'll tell you a really brief one. It's about my husband. He says he can't understand how I'm witchcrafting him when I'm not even there. <laughs> That's what he calls what I do. So he's working. And one of the guys is on disability, not disability, sorry, but on light duty, hurt himself. And he's kind of lurking around everybody else because he's not working. And he said the whole crew kind of started to get irritated by him. My husband was getting increasingly irritated and actually even snapped at the guy, which he doesn't normally do. He said, all of a sudden he heard my voice in his head and he thought, why, why am I so irritated by this? What does it have to do with me? And he realized he was kind of reacting to the collective. Everybody's irritated, so I'm irritated. So he relaxed his body. And I think he said he walked out of the building and thought, I have no reason to be upset with him. It's none of my business what is wrong with, you know, what, what's going on with him. Changed environment, changed eye position, came back in. And when he walked back in, this man walked up to him and just put a love bomb on him. Just talked about what great work he does. He's an older, more experienced man, how much he admired him. So that instant change in my husband's neurology and then subsequent belief system changed the relationship right now in real time. So that's what we're doing in relationship, changing the calibrated loop through the nervous system, not through the logical mind, because trying to change the logical mind is really like arguing with the toddler or a terrorist. So nervous okay. system is easier. Now there's a, 
when because cognitive movement is so multifaceted, it's fascinating. I'm still learning about it as Bill works on me because I have so many issues, I guess. But one of the things when I have vented to Bill, because we're friends now, and I'll tell him about a situation, and he's like, This is a great opportunity. Wow, you should be really thankful for that. And we go through the process of discussing it. And inevitably, he will ask me, ask yourself, have I ever done something that mirrors that person's behavior in the similar type situation or maybe in uh, other types of relationships that, you know, maybe it was a business issue, but maybe I've done that thing with relationships with old girlfriends or whatever. And it, it really is a, uh, it's something that anybody can take on to just ask yourself when somebody's really annoying you, ask yourself, well, have I ever done what they're doing? Maybe not in the same way, uh, like in this situation, maybe the context is business, but have I done that with a family member in terms of friendship, in terms of relationships, whatever. How is that, Bill, this one's for you. How does that relate to cogno movement? Is it part of cogno movement? And really, could you put a kind of a ribbon around what I just articulated or attempted to? Yeah, yeah. So this is a really <laughs> thank you. Oh, you're you're so great. Um, I love working with you, Robert. Thank you. So, so when we have a situation, let's say <clears throat> I have a situation with my boss, and I'm super irritated uh, at him for let's say um, uh, trying to silence me, you know, and then I I'm like. I get, I find myself in a reaction, right? How do I know there's something in it for me? How do I know? This is super important. If this, if you get this one thing out of the interview and this is all you get, listen up. This is so going to change your life. Your body will tell you if you have done this before, your body is going to tell you. So I'm going to have a reaction that I cannot control. And it's very strong. And it lasts more than just a few minutes. I'm into the afternoon with that. It happened in the morning and now I'm into the afternoon with this. Or a week or a month, or if you're like me, decades. So um, I'm, I'm a little bit of a slow learner, right? I got it now. I got the training wheels off the bicycle finally. But <clears throat> the, the problem, right? The body will tell you. Another way to look at this is the body tells me when I have karma, meaning I've done this type of thing before. And we will, we humans try to escape this. And here's how we try to escape it. Well, in business, I have never treated anybody like that ever. You know, I, I did this, right? I'm talking about me, right? And then me, and, then, and, me. <laughs> where, uh, and, and then, and then I, I was like, oh, but I knew, I knew the truth of this, this bodily neurological response, right? The neural, the body is not going to lie to you. It's going to tell you the truth. And I was like, where is it? Where is it? I've never done it. Where is it? Well, wah, wah, wah. I did it to every girlfriend I ever, you know, I ever had. So I learned my lesson. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Okay. Thank you, boss, for coming into my life and teaching me and showing me. And thank you to all the girlfriends. Thank you. I'm so sorry. But you were all part of my lesson here on the planet Earth. 
And the ending, the ending of this is super simple and super easy. And that is stop doing it. I know what it feels like to do it. I know what it feels like to have it done to me. If I want the cycle to end, I simply stop doing it. Now, how does this relate to cognitive movement? Well, guess what? The response in my body is set off. If I don't know what it is, right? Where did I do this? You can utilize your body through movement. You start to move your eyes in a big circle. And there'll be a place where the eyes feel like they're sticking. And therein lies the answer. You will see. Oh, I see where I did it. And so this would be one example of how we can utilize how not only we utilize the feeling in our body, and we utilize our eyes, and we find the lesson. Ah, there you go, Bill, stop doing it. And like that, the anger, the reaction goes away. And I mean, it's like somebody turned off a light. I've gone from a level 10 anger to a zero in like just two minutes because I learned my lesson. And um, it, it's kind of weird. You know, it's almost, I start laughing afterwards because I'm laughing at myself. Okay, question. So for, for our listeners, so they've gone through the process of saying how I ever, and they realize, well, maybe I haven't done this in business, but I did this with my ex-girlfriend or, or whatever. And then they're gonna roll their eyeball, their eyes around so is that clockwise or counterclockwise, or does it matter? It really doesn't matter either direction. But the, okay. what, what does matter is that you're rolling, you're headed, keeping your head level. Okay. And um, here's, here's be an example. You keep your head level. We utilize the cognitive movement ball with this as a focal point. And, and with this slow, very, very slow, the, the, uh, the pace of a, uh, uh, let's call it a, uh, the walk of a uh, lizard, <laughs> very, very slow and, you know, or a turtle. And you're just very, very slowly moving your eyes all the way to their furthest perimeter of where they'll move. Okay. Let me stop you there. So you get to the point where you feel that something's sticking. Okay. What do you do? You do is it, what you do is, is ask the question, have I ever, have I ever, or what is here? Okay. What's here? This, the discovery here is that as we talked about earlier, cognitive movement gives you a window in to your subconscious. You, you, when, when the eye position where it's sticky or double vision or feels a little bit dry or you don't want to look, this is the area of the problem and it's the area of the solution. The, um, a window into what my subconscious thinks about all this. Okay, so we're, we're at, I just want to, I'm trying to help uh, our, our listeners. So they get to that point, they discover there's something there. They get the insight as to, oh, I think I know what this is. What do they do next? They, when they're there and they said, oh, have I ever? And then they see, oh my God, I did this. 
oh my God, I see where I did it. I did it to all these people. And oftentimes when you see whoever you did it to, there's two things that'll happen is, well, this has nothing to do with that. You know, that's the first denial, right? You want to keep your, keep your position, right? But, but knowing for anybody who's listening to this, you're interested in growing. So here you might be filled with regret. Oh my God, I feel so bad about it. I did that. Well, the solution is, okay, I'm so sorry that I did that, but grief, that guilt only has the, has a productive shelf life of two seconds. I'm always off track. Jeez, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean, you know, I didn't know what, it, what, what I was doing. I didn't relate it. I didn't understand. I'm going to stop it now. And as soon as you're like, you're, you, you're like, I'm going to stop it now. Gratitude, gratitude for the players in your play. Before we ever got to the planet Earth, we hired people. We agreed. We had an agreement. I'm going to play this role for you, and you'll play that role for me. I have the boss who's going to be the perpetrator, and I got the girlfriend who's going to be the victim. Okay, thank you all for being in my play. Thank you for showing me and helping me to grow. So they've got that kind of epiphany, if you will, and uh, they're at that point. Should they then continue the circle with their eyes to see if there's anything else stuck there, or is is that it? And and, and if so, if they continue, they just go around once, or how does that work? Um, with these things, right? You go go at it until your body will tell you the truth. Am I done? If if you've gotten to the truth right here and, and you're like, oh, okay, I'll stop now. I, I'm sorry, everybody. Boom. The, the neurology turns off. The, the, the feeling goes away. And the eye, wherever those your eyes were, the double vision goes away. The pulling goes away. It all goes away. Okay. So maybe you do it for a full round. Maybe it only took the one position. Uh, Typically, it's good to go for at least one round. Okay. I think we've got time for one more topic. We're going to have to be pretty quick. But Guys Guys Radio, my special guests, Liz Larson and Bill McKenna, we're talking Cogno movement. Um, Bill, you taught me once, and I also saw you on Gaia talking about this, and I don't know if it's too deep a dive for right now, but at least let's touch on it. And Liz, uh, of course, please weigh in, and maybe you want to lead this one. It's up to you guys. But you mentioned that uh, everything out there is is in our field so people are very concerned and interested in manifesting these days and it's all there anything you can think of anything that you want is already out there it's a matter of our being able to kind of grab it pull it in and access it could you guys uh, the two of you please kind of just give us what we need to know in an encapsulated version for now i'll start if it's okay sure so this is uh something that Cogno Movement uh, kind of explains so expertly, in my uh, opinion, and I'm biased, but that we have a, a couple of fields. One is this field of potential. It's right around us. It's six to eight feet. The HeartMath Institute actually measured it, the electromagnetic field around your body. And it turns out that 
you know, those same electromagnetic signals that remember I said electromagnetic hormonal chemical that run on your power lines, we generate a field, they generate this field. And every one of our perspectives or perceptions that run in our nervous system, potentiate or fill up that field with our thoughts in the moment. If I'm angry at Bill because he's annoying the crap out of me, sure enough, that's right here in my field because my, my nervous system is generating it. It's giving it electricity. So our understanding is that that field around us is what we have going on and, and it's what we're going to experience because we're, we're generating it. And then the greater field just matches it. So if I'm mad at Bill and he's annoying me, I'm going to find five other people in the day that are going to annoy me too. And I'm going to annoy them on top of it because we're just a match. It's like sending the radio signal and the beacon that's tuned to it just sends the signal right back. So we know that when we change the way the nervous system is running, we just change the signal, turn it off and power on something else. But we've also discovered that we can touch it in that field as well. It's palpable. It's, it has a physical mass to it. And we can move it around in that field as well. But the biggest idea is that we have so much control over it because we can change the signal we generate which changes the thing that we match it with. So I don't know, I find that very exciting. And, and we find that we can change things minute to minute. You know, it, sometimes things take years and days, but most of the time it's minute to minute because we change that signal okay. and change our perspective. So let me throw this one to you, Bill. So if uh, we're generating, we're creating our own reality by the what we're sending out there. If there's something that we want, that's at, why is it out there? And then how do we break through what we're creating to get to the thing we want and pull it in? Ah, well, there's a whole, uh, this is a whole big subject. We, we developed something called cognoquantum. Uh, you can see that at cognomovement.com. But how do we break through and begin to bring it in? Uh, Cognoquantum will accelerate that because literally uh, it's something that you can physically pull in to your field, into your body from the field. Your, your body is a transformer. There's um, the ancients knew about this, uh, that our body is a transformer. Things go in the material world from thought and inspiration to actually a thing. And, and when they're in the thought process, uh, whatever it might be, uh, good or bad, it, it creates this kind of bioenergy mass in your field. Now, I know that sounds nuts, and uh, and years ago, I would have been going, this is about time to change the channel, but I'm telling you, this is real science today. There's devices at universities called encephaliography, um, and the, what they are is, they, they everybody's familiar with EEGs. This is a magnetoencephaliography is what it is, MEG, and they, they can actually sense outside of your head without the sensors attached to your head, the actual electrical charge outside of your body for every thought. And they can map it to a particular part of your brain. This is so incredibly thick that 
you can reach out with your physical hand and touch it in your field. If you right now in the audience, think about the most horrific experience in your life and ask yourself, where is that in the field around me? You already know, you have a good idea. If you slowly open your hand and reach out towards it, you'll probably feel, notice, if with your hand you feel a thick mass. It feels like thick air, like air jello or heat or cold, or even some cases people will feel like a, like a, a static shock on their hand when they reach out into that traumatic experience. Point being is there's a lot more to this, but that thing can, if it's, let's say, something you're wanting to have in your life, there's a methodology to accelerate it. Part of the acceleration is dealing with the things that are in the way. Even though I want to win the lottery, I may have some feelings like if I do, then, um, then my brother-in-law is going to come after me. And they're going to, everybody's going to want, I'm going to have to give half to my wife and I'm going to have to, you know, whatever. And there's going to be people showing up at my door looking for handouts, you know, or kidnapping my whatever, right? So there are little objections that we put in our way of manifesting. And so we have a, a basically a process to start to find those. They're hidden. Amazingly, they're hidden, but there's a process to find the hidden ones. And as soon as you find them, poof, you make them go away. Okay. Uh Bill McKenna, Liz Larson, Cogno Movement, fascinating. We can go on and on and on. I'm sure we'll do it again. Very quickly, what do you have coming up and uh, how can people learn more about Cogno Movement? Well, I'll start with that. The, the, the real place to start with Cogno Movement is we have a fundamentals program, a basic training where people get the, we just break it down very simply and they get all the pieces and the balls and they learn how to do it for themselves. So we have a set that's emotional, craving, and physical, so you can kind of do the whole gambit. And Bill leads the session, so you so you can do it. Um, that's the place to start. So you kind of understand the system, because like you said before, it can feel a little overwhelming and kind of complex. It's very simple when you get in there. So there's that. We have practitioners training um, that is coming up starting at the end of the month. So that's appropriate for somebody who's done our basic training. Um, but also for, for professionals, therapists use this all the time. Physical therapists love this as well. And then just everyday people. Um, and then the 19th coming up, uh, we have a manifesting class that uh, is happening. It's a six-week class, about 90 minutes a week. And we're going to take you through that process Bill was just talking about. Okay. And the website is? Cognomovement.com. And I also want to mention, Bill's written a book. It's called The Only Lesson. It's terrific. I'm not going to give away what the lesson, what the lesson is, but it's a quick read that's really about something. You'll love it. I learned a lot. Check it out. Bill McKenna's book, The Only Lesson. Bill, Liz, thank you so much for being on Guys Guys Radio. I'm sure we will see you again here. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, what a terrific conversation with my special guests, Bill McKenna and Liz Larson. What did we learn? Uh, uh, a lot. I mean, we started with what is Cogno Movement and how it uh, 
works with the body kind of nervous system mind connection and how we can kind of clear things out so we can uh, live our best lives and we can eliminate some uh, blockages and chronic issues that kind of get into the way in, a, in terms of our thought patterns and our behaviors. And uh, the soccer ball is one way to do it. Uh, but Bill has so many other practices that he deploys because he is a He's a real spiritual uh, messenger and a metaphysical teacher, and I've worked with him a lot, and he's, he's helped, him out, tr helped me out tremendously, and he's a very, very uh, spiritually uh, generous, and, uh, he, and he's a friend, so I'm very happy that he and Liz were on the show today. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific time on KCAA Radio in Southern California, 102.3. 106.5 FM, 10.50 AM. The podcast on my YouTube post every Thursday worldwide. Guys Guys Radio is now available in over and has been downloaded and listened to in over 101 countries around the world. I just got that information and I'm so, so pleased that we're reaching so many people and so many areas. And now we've got to get more and more people on board the kind of Guys Guys train, if you will, because... We're out there to help people and raise the frequency of the planet and do the very best we can to help people live their best lives. And we've got more great shows to come. I think I mentioned earlier our 500th show is coming up in a couple of short weeks from now. I've got a couple of very special guests coming up for 500, 501, and beyond. And I think you're going to love the guests I bring you this year. I'm not telling you who the 500 guest is, but I'm sure you'll be aware of who this person is. And it's going to be a fun show. I'm interviewing this person this week, and uh, then we're going to uh, broadcast it, I think, February uh, 2nd might be the uh, 500th show. Anyways, 500 shows, 600 guests. We've learned a lot. More to come. I'm here for you. Guys, Guys Radio every week, right here, right now, and more. You can also catch me on my website, uh, www.robertmanny.com. I've got over 300 blog posts about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness, Everything from dating, relationships, online dating, health, wellness, diet, fitness, how to run a marathon, how to, how to succeed at work. Just there's so much stuff there. There's, again, over 300 blog posts. And you, you can also download uh, three free chapters to my novel, which is the kind of base material to everything Guy's Guy. It's called The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. It's got five stars all over Amazon, and it's been called the male successor to Sex in the City. So if you want to check out three free chapters, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, go to my website. That's our show for today. We're going to be back next week, as I mentioned. 500 shows coming up soon. Until then, have a great week. And as I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>